This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. And I've been involved uh, with the ACE network for five years. Uh, so I actually, I've known Richard and Agnes for a longer time. They are friends of my father. So they saw me when I was a child. <laughs> so, but it, it feels really good to be here. And I, I, I am so happy, actually. It's, it's a great joy sharing Jesus because, you know, I have... I only have a message, really. It's Jesus. It's the same message wherever we go. If we're in Africa or Asia or if in Sweden or Northern Ireland, Jesus is needed everywhere. And I believe, yes, that's good. You said yes. (laughs) But, you know, I believe that... Even though we, we heard the stories before, we, 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 we think, yeah, yeah I, I know the gospel. It's always new. Every day the gospel is always new. There is new power. There is new grace in the gospel every day. And I, I, I just am so in love with the gospel and Jesus Christ. And I, I want to share, before I start preaching, I would like to share just, just a, a testimony from, from a recent missions trip, mission trip. I was in uh, Guinea, West Africa, um, one and a half month ago, and I was preaching there amongst the Fulani people. Uh, Fulani is uh, the biggest, uh, the largest unreached people group in Africa. It's about 35 million uh, Fulani people. They are really hardcore Muslim. You know, when someone repents, uh, they are often being persecuted. So it's, it's pretty hardcore. It's pretty rough. And uh, me and two friends, we were preaching in a Fulani village. They were living, I believe it was populated with 30,000 Muslim people. And the, the Christian number were 10. There were 10 believers. <laughs> so they, were, they weren't many. And we were having a campaign there, and it was a lot of joy. About a thousand Fulani people came to hear the gospel, and uh, many, many uh, responded to it. And we saw great miracles. I remember a mute girl, maybe she was 12 years old. She, she began to speak for the first time in her life, and her father stood like this, uh, speechless. So they, they, they switched. <laughs> and, and, you know, we had a... I remember there was a man that came forward uh, with his sister and his sister was crying and we asked him, what, what happened? What happened? And she told us, my, my, my brother, he, he's been uh, deaf for 50 years, but tonight Jesus gave his uh, hearing back and she was crying and crying and her brother just stood there smiling and pointed to his ears. I can hear, I've been healed. There's something new that has come into my life. That's the gospel. Something new happened every time we listen to it and take it to heart. And the best thing about that mission trip was when it was time for Sunday service with these 10 believers. But the only thing was they were not 10 believers anymore. In the church, it was packed. There were 60 people there. And being a Fulani, a Fulani village where people, uh, when they respond to the gospel, repent to the gospel, they know that persecution will come. And still they say, I want to follow Jesus because there is so much 
dynamite really in the gospel. It transforms us and changes us from the inside out. So hallelujah, I am happy. <laughs> the, I probably will preach myself glad and hopefully you too as well. <laughs> so in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you tonight uh, today about the subject God like Jesus. Seeing God the Father through Jesus Christ. And if you have your Bible with you, please turn to uh, John chapter 14, verse 8 and 9. John chapter 14, verse 8 and 9. This is, this is actually my favorite passage right now. I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> That's probably why I will preach over it. <laughs> John chapter 14, verse 8 and 9 says like this. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. I love that verse. <laughs> or that half verse. <laughs> I cut it in half. Anyone. If you've seen Jesus, if you experience Jesus, you experience the Father. God is really just like Jesus. But from time to time, I think there's a chance that we, we are seeing these two, Jesus and God, differently. And for, I know in Sweden, a, a, lot of, a lot of people actually, they may not ab admit it, but they, they start seeing God as they look at Santa Claus. <laughs> now, I don't know, I know nothing about Northern Ireland Christmas and Santa Claus mythology, but in Sweden, you know, Santa Claus, he lives far away. He lives on the North Pole. Many people see God in that way. God lives far away. He's, he, and you know, Santa Claus, he's only coming one time a year on Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, many people feel like that God, God is far away. He, he's never in my life. He only comes one time a year. And he comes during the night, so you don't see him. <laughs> many people see God in that way as well. When he comes, I don't see him. People tell me, oh, God was here, but I did not really experience him. And, you know, you, we are to Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm sorry speaking about Santa Claus, but, you know, winter's coming. <laughs> it's a prophecy. It will come. <laughs> Anyhow, you know, we are writing our, down our wishes, and uh, at least children do. I do. <laughs> no, but... And sending them to the North Pole, to Santa Claus, and hoping to receive prayer answer, <laughs> answering on Christmas Eve. And to receive a prayer answering, and to receive your Christmas gifts, you need to have been good enough, you know? You, Santa Claus, he's keeping his eyes on you, seeing everything the good you do, every good deed you do, every bad thing you do, he, he's keeping his eyes on you, you know? Santa's coming. <laughs> you know, you know the song. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. <laughs> he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming. Not today. But you, you hear me out? 
Many people are viewing God this way. God, he's mad at me. He lives far away, you know. But Jesus said, the one who's seen me has seen the Father. We don't see Jesus acting this way. He walks to sinners saying, don't you cry. I set you free. I deliver you. Jesus is walking good news. <laughs> and you know, God really is the same. I, I, even in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, when Adam and Eve, they, they fall into sin. They eat from the for, forbidden fruit. And uh, sin came into the world. You know, the result of sin. You see, I'm an evangelist. I'm preaching the gospel. <laughs> but you know, sin came into the world. Darkness, loneliness, anxiety. anxiety. Uh, you have sickness, uh, loneliness. You know, everything bad is a result of sin. And when sin came into the world, God is really showing how he is. Sin came into the world, and the Bible says that God came walking in the garden. Hallelujah. Like this. <laughs> you hear my footstep? God came walking. The greatest disaster the world had ever faced. And God came walking in the garden, crying out to Adam. I think you know what he said. He said, Adam, where are you? Where are you? When you sin, you know, God, God, he comes walking, crying out, where are you? And I believe God is asking some of you that question today. Where are you? Maybe you don't know Jesus. Well, God is asking, he's crying out, where are you? Maybe you are a believer, you, you're going to church, but you have actually started walking away from God. Well, you may hear his footsteps tonight as he crying out for you. Where are you tonight? Oh, where are you today? We always preach in the nighttime <laughs> at home, so I may say tonight, I'm sorry. Where are you? And you know, Jesus is really the same. In the, in the Gospel of Luke, we see Jesus encounters with Zacchaeus. And when he visits Zacchaeus' home, he said, come down, I want to join your home. <laughs> when he's with Zacchaeus in his home, Jesus said these wonderful things. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19, verse 10, he is just like God. <laughs> Where, Adam, where are you? I came to seek what's lost and to find it. Seeing God through Jesus Christ. He's not like Santa Claus, you know. He's just as Jesus. And even though we, we may know this in, in our mind, but it really, when it comes into our heart, when we really, wow, God is just like Jesus. He's not far away. He is here. I am with you always. See, the, full, the, the Bible is full of promises. And you know, every promises of God, it has a yes in Jesus Christ. I think it's Second Corinthians says that Jesus is a yes for every promise of God. Amen. He's a yes for you today. And later on, we will invite to prayer and everyone is welcome. No matter your circumstances or situation, there's a yes from God in his son, Jesus Christ, for you. Hallelujah. I am preaching myself glad. It's good. When you're sad, if you're feeling loneliness, start preaching. <laughs> preach, preach, preach. It's wonderful.
because God is just like Jesus. And I want to take a short moment talking about two mountains or hills. One in the Old Covenant and one that has a great impact in the New Covenant. And it's Sinai and Golgotha. Two mountains where God encounters with mankind, with us. On Sinai, you know the story God gave the law to Moses and the the Jewish people, the Ten Commands. He was writing with his finger. And you know, Moses was so filled with the presence of God, he had to uh, to put a mask on his face because his face was shining. He was filled with the presence of God. When when we we read about that in Exodus, we can feel, wow, those people really encountered God, you know. But the Sinai, the law says, you, uh, thou shall not, <laughs> you shall not do this and do that. You shall not have any false gods besides me. And yeah, that is God saying. I'm not saying that is wrong. That is God saying that to us. But you know, already there, every one of us is guilty. There are so many false gods in our lives. And we are not only talking about like, Buddhism and Islam and those things. There are things in your life that have the number one spot. There are things in my life that has the number one spot. It, became, it becomes a false god in my life, you know. The law can only give insight of sin. We see it in Romans, Paul uh, talks about it. The law cannot bring righteousness to each and, each and any one of us. It only brings insight how far we are from God. We have wandered far from him. And when trying to keep the law, trying to do good deeds, reaching up to God, to Santa Claus. (laughs) If you understand my picture, I hope you do. We only realize how far we really are from him. And you know, even though Moses was filled with the presence of God and encountered him, that's nothing compared to Jesus. Jesus is the true picture of how God really is. Jesus is full of God's glory walking amongst mankind. (laughs) That's really how God is. And sometimes I do believe in my own life, I try to encounter with God standing on Mount Sinai. I do this and that. I will not do this. I will not do that. And I please God. Be with me, fill me, talk to me. I believe we do, many of us. But there's a better mountain. <laughs> there's a greater mountain called Golgotha. And it doesn't said, do this, don't do that. It said, it is finished. It says, it is, it is finished. <laughs> Jesus nailing on that cross, giving up his breath, really showing how God is. He's full of love and love again and love again. And you know, when he, when he gave up his breath with a loud voice, the soldier, the Roman soldier standing uh, before the cross said, that man must have been the son of God. The cross, when we look at the cross, we realize who Jesus is and we also realize who God is. God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, has revealed how God is to each and every one of us. 
but it's easy to stand on Mount Sinai. It really is encounter God and forget to believe the gospel. That's, I believe that's our greatest challenge, really, to believe the gospel every day. Because it's so enormous, it's so great, it's so tremendous, it's, it's uncomparable. Nothing is like the gospel. Believing it every day, that it is finished for me. I can walk together with God. God is for me. There's a yes in Jesus Christ for my life. That's wonderful. And I... <laughs> you know how Jesus, he's, he's full of goodness. He's full of mercy. He's full of love. He's full of compassion. You know, the result of sin... All those things, loneliness, darkness, fear, all those things. Jesus is the opposite, really. Of every bad thing you can come up with that result was a result of sin, Jesus is the opposite. Jesus is the opposite. Darkness, he's light. Fear, he's trust. Jesus is like God, and he has shown him to us. And I want to... I will not preach for very long, and I, I, I feel like I want to take some time to, for prayer, all your, for all your needs here today. And um, maybe some of you will receive a, a calling, you know, over your life and into missions. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. God is here to encounter with each and every one of you. But I would like to share a testimony from my life. This is not one of my proudest moments. But it really shows how our relationship could be to God. <laughs> I was younger than I am today. I was uh, I, maybe 13, something like that. And we were skiing, me, my family, and uh, some friends of ours. My best friend, uh, David, we have, over, we have skied together every year. And, you know, it's always a competition. It's still a competition, even though we're adult now. But the first one down, it's always a competition. And my father, in this story, I want you to uh, see my father, Richard, as God. And I represent us, man. <laughs> and my father, my good, good father, who I've trust, I trusted my life to him. I said, oh, my father's a good father. He said, let's go to the, to, to, to the slope. The, the, and this was, a, this was a pretty hard slope, you know, but, but, but we were young. We were optimistic. We said, yes, we are. We are going there. We are following our father. That is, that was Jesus said. Jesus is just like God. Come follow me. So we did. We trusted God's word. Okay, we follow you. <laughs> and, you know, when we come to the slope, my friend David, he just go whoop, real quick down the slope. And my father, he takes three turns and turn around and say, come on, Simon, come down here with me. But I'm not coming. <laughs> I am paralyzed. <laughs> I have freezed. By fear, by shame, guilt, all of these things are coming over me. I'm standing in front of this terrible, terrible slope, which my good, good father brought me to. <laughs> and I see how he's standing in the slope saying, come on, Simon, it's not that dangerous. Please come. It's fun. 
And you know, my ski glasses, my Googles, they start filling up with tears. <laughs> because I'm so ashamed. <laughs> How could I end up here? He said everything was going to turn out fine, I guessed. <laughs> In this book, I trusted him with my life. And now I am here standing in front of my own death. <laughs> and I am taking my stick and pointing it towards my father, saying terrible things. Uh, he was asking, what are you saying? And I'm crying out, I will kill you. <laughs> I can't believe you brought me here. I am paralyzed by fear. I'm paralyzed about the shame. I didn't live up to my expectations upon myself. Maybe, I guess you don't have a, <laughs> you experience this in your own life, but I have. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> I'm standing there full of shame. I can't believe he did this to me. And so many lies are coming in towards, towards my head. My father wants to see me embarrassed. My father wants to see me uh, put to shame. My father wants to see me hurt. I've not been a good child. I am actually starting to look at my father as Santa Claus. He has kept eyes on every good deed I have, and unfortunately, my bad deeds were more. I was, I was not a troubled child, but I guess that's in that moment I felt like it. <laughs> and I'm saying to him, oh, how could you? I will kill you. But then my father said, and realize my father in this case represent God, God Almighty. Simon, if you fall, I will fall with you. You will just have it warm and cozy inside my arms. I am much more fat than you are. I don't have a lot of faith in this very moment, you know. I don't have a lot of trust. But I chose to put the small trust I had in the words of my father. I trusted God's words. And you see, I take one turn. Ooh, very scared, very afraid. I take turn number two. It went better. I take turn number three and I goes like this saying, did you see that dad? Did you see that father? Did you saw me? I went down the slope and my father's standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw you. Did you see that father? In a moment, I had forgot everything. I wanted to hug my father. I was so proud, you know. I was like, wow, I'm the new Lindsay Vaughn or anything. <laughs> but uh, as you see, it didn't turn out that way. But I, I, everything was forgotten. I trusted the words of my father. I trusted the words of God. <laughs> and it was true. And you know, the things my father said in that moment, if you fall, I will fall with you. It's really the cross you know God took the punishment he took the hit for our sins the Bible says that Jesus became sin in our place he was so sinful he became sin dying with each and every one of mankind's and ours sin 
on that cross. He took the punishment. When we fall, when we fall in sin, notice there is someone who's ready to catch you because he's already fallen for you. He already, already took the punishment. And when we walk far from God, notice that God comes walking, walking in the garden, hearing your, his footstep crying out, where are you tonight? Where are you? Where are you? Jesus came to seek what's lost and to find it, to bring it home. Did you see that, Father? Did you understand my picture? To trust God's word. Even though we not know everything, what, what the ways of the Father, <laughs> he may bring you to situations in your life where you, <gasps> where you freeze, being paralyzed by fear, by shame, by your past. But thank God he forgave our past. He's been, he has given us a purpose for today and a home in heaven. He's a plan for us. He is a good, good father. And Jesus has, ex, uh, uh, has shown him before us. Shown us that God is just like him. So when we encounter God... Please don't stand on Mount Sinai saying, oh, I, haven't, I have this done, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. You know, put yourself in position on Golgotha and say, did you see that father? Coming to him as a child. Did you see that father? Did you saw? Coming to him as your father. See that he welcomes you no matter what you do. position ourselves on Mount Golgotha, on the hill of Golgotha. And Sinai, you know, God encountered Moses on Mount Sinai, but the presence that Moses was carrying was nothing compared to Jesus. He was full of God's glory. He has shown exactly how God is. And let me just, I will finish in a moment let me just share, it's my, it's my favorite story in the Bible. It's when Jesus encounters with a widow in Luke chapter 7 in a city called Nain. I think you know the story. There are two crowds. One that is walking to a funeral and one with Jesus. They are walking to a life really. <laughs> Jesus is the life. They are happy singing, oh, happy day, oh, happy day. Darkness and light, life and death, sin and salvation really encounters. And Jesus is just like God. And he sees the widow. And the Bible says that his heart went out for her. That's the way God's heart went out for you, sending his son on the cross. And Jesus says, don't you cry. Don't you cry. He doesn't ask the widow what to do. He doesn't ask for permission. But he sees the widow's need. And he walks up to the bearer and touches the dead son and said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the Bible says that the dead, son, the dead son sat up and began to talk. Now, this son was very dead. He is named dead even after he rose from the dead. <laughs> the son, the dead son, rise from the dead. 
and Jesus gave him back to his mother. I want to, uh, I'm sharing this with you today because this really is Golgotha. Don't you cry. There is hope for you. I want us to take a moment in prayer so that we, you who have any need and can encounter the love of God, the compassion of God that he has shown us through his son, Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to repent of sin tonight or today. Well, we're a church. We are one. We're a family in here. I am a sibling to you. Even I have a different nationality. We come together as one unit because we encounter God through Golgotha, not through Sinai. We encounter him through Golgotha. And each and every promise of God has a yes in his son, Christ Jesus. So I would like to take a very genuine moment with you those of you who are in need of a touch from God, those of you who are in need of his love, maybe you need a miracle, maybe you have physical pain, maybe it's uh, something else, maybe you're uh, suffering under depression, anything, maybe you're full of shame, maybe your image of God is not your image, uh, is not the same as your image of Jesus Christ. Now Jesus has shown him for us. I would like you to come and stand in the front here or maybe kneeling down together with me as we pray to God. God knows each and every one of your needs. I don't believe we need to exactly express ourselves. This and this is that. God already knows. So if you have any need, there's any circumstance at all, can we do like this? That you please come down and kneeling on the ground together with me. And we pray to God that, and, and we are kneeling on Golgotha. <laughs> we are kneeling where it says that it is finished. The way to the Father is open. Is, are you okay with this? Those of you who wants to can come and kneel down with me here at the front. And we will pray together. Come as you are. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. You're more than welcome to join in because we want to encounter him. You can come as you are right now. It's not, nothing dangerous. You don't need to say what it is. You just come. Yes, welcome. We're kneeling down here at the throne of God, before the throne of God, really. Is there somebody, someone more? Please come, no matter your situation. If you have wandered far from God, he is right here saying, where are you? He was calling Adam by name, and he is calling you by your own name as well. Wow, that's good news. God bless you. Welcome. Is there anyone more? Please come. Please come. Hallelujah, Father, I thank you for your goodness and mercy, that you are full of compassion, that you are full of love. There is none like you, God. I thank you for your mercy to each and every one of us. No matter how far we run from you, your love is chasing us down. Your grace is chasing us down. If there are anyone more, please come or kneel wherever you are. Father, we thank you for Golgotha. 
I thank you for sending Jesus Christ in our place for our sins. I thank you that because of that, we may encounter you crying out to you, Father, Father, Abba, Father, we love you. We praise you. We are sorry. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you for your mercy. And I ask you to meet each and every one of my friends right now with your peace and love and mercy. I thank you that you forgive sin. I thank you that the healing power is on in Jesus' name. Come and deliver from sickness. Come and deliver from disease. Come and show who you really are. Jesus Christ, reveal the image of God for us. Reveal how he is to each and every one of us. Can we pray together as a church? You pray after me. Jesus Christ, we come to you. We come before the throne of God, crying out, Father, we are longing for you. I thank you for receiving me. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that set me free and free indeed. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me to be a blessing for others. I believe you are who you claim to be. I believe Jesus has shown me how God is. Help me walking in this uh, knowledge and believing in the gospel every day that God is just like Jesus. That nothing can separate me from the love of God. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I am forgiven. I am set free. I am a child of God. I am healed. I'm delivered. I am a new creation. The past has gone. Something new has come. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. I don't know if the worship team wants to sing a song or anything, but could we maybe still in the presence of the Lord for a moment? And just see if the Lord wants to touch you. If there's a word of knowledge. I believe the Lord is setting people free here tonight from guilt. Maybe you have false gods in your life. That takes the number one spot. Jesus is welcome you home with open arms. Really. Father, I pray that you come and meet with us right now. Thank you for your presence that you are here. I pray that you will give visions and dreams. And I pray that you may speak 
in this very moment in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank for Jesus. Father, I thank you for speaking life in people's lives, Lord. You bring life into those things that were, may were dead. I pray that dreams that you have been given many years ago may come alive again in this very moment, Lord. Jesus, I pray in your name. And I also want to take a moment to pray for this church. Father, I thank you for your, your body here in, uh, in Moira, Lord. We thank you that you are here, not in this building, but with this people. And I pray as this service finished tonight, the church will go on. All day week. Church starts tomorrow in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you that this church will see an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. In your name, Jesus Christ. That you will equip the young. The people here, they will have visions and dreams. They will see revival. Sons returns to the fathers. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that new believers will come into this church. That the city of Moira will be forever transformed by the power of the gospel. Jesus Christ, in your name we pray. We thank you that you are who you claim to be. And God, we trust your word that you're a good, good father. And I pray for each and every one of my friends here tonight wherever you may take them that they will trust you and your word and they will follow you we will follow you as wherever you may lead us for your kingdom and for your glory in the wonderful name of jesus christ i pray Amen. amen god bless you god bless you thank you Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information, www.mpc.org.uk.